me. I'm a blunt. I'm not going to do any of that, man. How y'all doing today, man? Uh, we got us a great show to start the week, man. It, it's one of the, my favorite ones. Um, the title of today's episode is going to be, bro, what? Because there's going to be a lot of, bro, what? Moments in this in this podcast. And honestly, there's going to be a whole, bro, what? Segment uh, today. And I may just add, bro, what? As a segment on the podcast, because each week that I like start looking for topics, a lot of times what I'll be looking for, what I'd be looking for, what I look for is a topic that has me like, bro, what? So that's what we're going to do. So we're going to talk about the Manti Teo doc. We're going to talk about dead spin, trying to spin the narrative on the uh, national media and that getting killed. Ended up dead. Sorry, dead spin. The bro what, which we're going to talk some Demi Lovato, dating a leader, uh, church folks, some wild stuff at uh, Cal, Berkeley, some off-campus housing. Then we'll close out talking a little politics, um, some open primaries and Afghanistan. But hey, I know a lot of you guys listen and maybe some of you want to start a podcast. Maybe some of you guys wonder, where should I host my podcast and how can I get help? Buzzsprout. Check out the link uh, in the description below and you can go to Buzzsprout and sign up to build your own podcast. You know, all you need is a quiet room. You can use your cell phone, a microphone. You don't even need a camera because it can be all audio and you just record and you start having a great conversation, man. And if you want to upgrade, here's the thing. Buzzsprout, they give out weekly classes on YouTube. They have a great YouTube channel that walks you through all the steps to building a podcast, man. Look here. I love Buzzsprout, and I know they make the easy things hard over here at Big – or excuse me, the hard things easy over here at Big Baby's Podcast, you know. But uh, make sure you guys reach out to Buzzsprout. Check the link in the uh, description below, and you can start your own podcast just like the big baby at Buzzsprout. All right, man, let's get into it. You know, sometimes you just got to tell the truth. And this is a little personal to me because where this comes from is I, I saw that my high school had a had a football game this weekend against a really good team, and they lost by one point. And in that loss, they gave they had a safety and they missed two extra points. And all I see from alumni and people involved with the program is gratitude and like, oh man, good job, moral victory. We almost got there. You know, uh, they were better than us, but 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 we came close. And I go, man, just tell the truth. Y'all lost. Not only did you lose, you lose. Excuse me, you lost because of your own personal mistakes, your own unforced errors. You can't botch a snap, you know. Sorry, sorry, center, long snapper. We need a good snap right here. Hey, sorry, kicker. You missed two kicks. There has to be some accountability there. And hopefully there's accountability going on inside that locker room. Uh, But on the outside, it's all joy. It's all joy. And the problem with that joy is it's been a less than mediocre program over the school's history. Been to the playoffs 
maybe five times, but I want to say less than five times in the school's history. So guess what? What's happening over there is wrong. It's just dead wrong. And I'm not going to sit here and act like when I was there, it was just this great program that was producing great athletes and winning at a high level because we weren't. We were average. What we had a seven and three season my freshman year. Oh, funky, like four win season my sophomore year, maybe uh, four, three or four win season my junior year and a three win season my senior year. So I ain't won a lot of games over there. But to act like what's going over there is on over there is great right now, it is untrue. And to celebrate the almost is the problem, I think, with the program itself and the school itself, um, not holding themselves to a high standard because that high standard has not been the norm there. So accepting the lower standard as a norm. And I say just tell the truth, call it like you see it, call it what it is, because yeah, I'm using my high school as the as an example here, and I'm beating up on them. And it's not about the kids, because the kids, they, they play their hearts out. They do the best that they can. It's about the adults celebrating it. But uh, the it, it, it more so relates to what's going on in society, man. we got to tell the truth about what's going on. we got to tell the truth about what we see. We've got to stop allowing ourselves to accept what's given to us just because that may be the norm in which in the situation that we're in. And and, and we got to say, Hey, no, 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 that's not right. I don't care if it's normal. That's not right. Let me call that out. Let's not let Twitter dictate how we feel about things. Let's not let popular culture dictate how we feel about things. Let's not let celebrities tell us how to feel about our lives. You know, let's not let politicians who are paid off by all the major corporations in the country to tell us how we're supposed to act and feel. No, 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 no. We the people are supposed to tell the institutions how we feel and hold those institutions accountable for what they give us and what they don't. So we got to tell the truth. You know, I was watching Bill Maher and they were talking about how Jamie Foxx just had a movie shelved because some people were afraid of how it would be received. We've seen people get canceled for things that they say, right? We live in a society where people are afraid to voice how they truly feel because they are afraid they're going to be shunned and quote unquote canceled. When all along, we should just tell the truth. Because if we tell the truth, we'll find that many of us are more aligned with what's in our heart then what's on our timelines, you know? If we actually tell the truth, we'll realize all that virtual virtue signaling that's going on out there, bruh, we don't, that don't appeal to us. Like, all right, cool. That's what you're doing over there. I ain't fake man. Bro, what? <laughs> what do I be mad about? <laughs> you know, if we actually tell the truth, you'd be shocked. Most of us don't hate each other as much as the gatekeepers tell us we do. And we're not as offended by as many things as Twitter will tell us that we are. (laughs) We just got to tell the truth. Now, here's what I want to tell the the truth about the man uh, uh, Tateo Netflix documentary because it was simply amazing. 
it was an amazing documentary. I absolutely loved it because, you know, it was one thing that I lived through as a young adult, but going back and and, and watching it through my 2022 eyes, but also watching it through my 30-year-old eyes, it was amazing. So let me start this off by saying Manti Teo is owed an apology. He's owed an apology from people like me who had opinions and may have put out some crazy tweets. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, He's owed an apology for those in the media who took this story and tried to accuse this guy of being something that he isn't. He's owed an apology for people who question his manhood. He's owed an apology from any and everybody who did not take the time to understand what happened in this situation and why this young man went from on top of the world to just another guy. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he, he has his own level of accountability that he has to take for his actions and how this spiral, how this, 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 sequence of events happen don't get me wrong but we need we need to start off by giving manti an apology so from me to you manti i'm sorry and i'm happy that you told your story and i'm happy that your story was told with uh she whose name we shall not say on the other side of it so that we could see you for who you are and see her for the monster that she is. So, you know, let's let's just start with it, man. Manta Teo got catfished. And he got catfished and it became the national story. And then he became a fraud, okay? That, and then he didn't live up to expectations in the NFL. But if you actually watch the doc, it kind of makes sense. So, you take a guy who... Number one ranked linebacker coming out of uh, high school, you know, from Hawaii, you know, the obvious transition is for him to go play linebacker at USC and go kill it in the NFL, right? That's what happens, you know. Uh, uh, (laughs) Polynesian linebacker, (laughs) USC. (laughs) You know, that's just, that's what happens, you know. Uh, he he's you know like many Samoans he 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 is um Church of Latter Day Saints Mormons for those of you who don't know what Church of Latter Day Saints is he came from that and what does what the documentary shows us was at an early age it was football or bust you know dad's not mom and dad aren't making much money and your way out of here is football so he dedicated his life to being a great football player. He worked with his dad tirelessly to become a great football player. That's exactly what he became. But also, along with becoming a great football player, he was a devout Mormon, you know, very serious about his religion, you know, even down to when he picked a school. You know, he wanted to go to SC his entire life. And he goes, Lord, give me a sign. And then someone came to him and said, hey, you go to Notre, you go to USC, just another Samoan linebacker. But if you go to Notre Dame, you're Manti Teo. 
and people to know your name forever. You know, paraphrasing here. And I tell you, the man who gave him that advice was absolutely right. But I'd also tell you that uh, had he gone to USC, his life would be very different. You know, uh, this charade that went on wouldn't have lasted as long because they would have been in the same city. He also may not have gotten all of the attention that he got because USC was at their peak and they were about to crater out because of what was going on with Pete. But also because he just would have been another great linebacker from Hawaii at USC and not a Samoan linebacker, Mormon from Hawaii at Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, covered by the Catholic Church, okay? And, you know, they even show some pieces where, like, he was going through it through his freshman year. That's normal. Even if you love the school that you went to, I love the school that I went to, Morehouse College. You can't see it up there because I got it cut off, but nonetheless, that's where I went. My freshman year, I was miserable, and I wanted to leave, and I hated it there. Uh, eight years later, as an alum, I love it. I said eight years, 14 years. Yeah, yeah, eight years. I love it. Great place, you know. Um, happy that I went there, and I don't regret it for a second. But I can imagine that maybe there's not regrets anymore today, but there were definitely thoughts in Manti's head like, dude, what would my life be if I just would have went to SC? This thing would have never happened. I would have nipped this in the bud. And I just would have been playing football. And maybe I would have been the professional that everyone thought that I could be. You know, and we want to beat up on him for falling in love and being in this type of odd relationship. But I look at it. um, And, dude, he was a football player. He was focused. He appeared to be a little sheltered, you know. So he probably wasn't involved with women the way that some other guys of his stature would be. Or he was just doing his own thing. And, you know, I still got feelings for you over here on this distance piece. But I got these close pieces right here that I'm out of meaning. But because what was requ- what's required in a distance relationship when you're super hyper-focused on sports, it makes sense. Like, yo, I don't want a girlfriend in my face all the time. I, I don't have time to give you uh, the time that you need. If you want me to be, like, a great partner for you, it's not happening because my partner is this football field. My partner is this training. My partner is my goals and my aspirations. And as somebody who is not as high-functioning uh, as Mantateo was at his peak, I'll tell you what, um, there were phases of my life that I was not sacrificing my goals for anybody. Crazy? Why would I do that? So I get it. And yes, there are red flags. But how many times have we been catfished with somebody that we knew? How many times did was there an illusion of a relationship with somebody who you physically knew, could physically touch, you thought that it was going in one direction, and it didn't. 
And you saw the red flags of like, I should get out. This ain't what I thought it was going to be. I can go now, save my dignity, save my feelings. And what do you do? You hang out, you stay. Because it feels good, it's comfortable. Maybe it's your lack of experience, your lack of, uh, you know, or that person is somebody who's like, ooh, you always wanted, or whatever the case may be. The whole, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife, right? You can't treat, you can't uh, 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 teach an old dog new tricks. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So when you, before you get quick to judge Manti Teo for being a, a, a catfish from across the country, ask yourself, have you been cross, a catfish from across the street? Because it happens. Hold up, you baby. Hold up, you baby. It happens, you know what I mean? But what do I know? I'm just a big baby. And I'm back. Hold up, you baby. Hold up, you baby. Um, I'm back. But yeah, man, so... I just think we need to have a little bit of grace and understanding, bro. It was it was a slow, gradual build to a relationship with, you know, people that he knew who had internet relationships with this human being. And if we look at the way we live today, how many of y'all on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, building relationships off the internet, you know? He just caught the bad end of it, and it went national. And the sad thing about this is, is, you know, the truth comes out. He's preparing for the draft. He's going through that process. His stock drops. Um, it messes with him. He becomes a meme, a gif. You know, people are just booing him. He becomes one of the most hated athletes uh, in the world. And I go, bro, how, why do you hate him? Nothing that he went through and he did affects you. You know, that's why I talk about fans as being fanatics, and I don't like to call them fans anymore because, no, you need to be called for what you are. You're a fanatic. Bro, how stupid is it for you to be bothered by the fact that a dude got catfished and it became a national story? Okay, like, be mad at the media for taking it and running and not actually doing their homework to figure out if this person was real. Like, it's not your fault he's a simp. Or it's not your fault that he's not been exposed to to devious people in his life. So the first time he got a little bit of clout, a little bit of fame, a little bit of traction, people are all on him, pulling from here and there. And he had this consistent voice before he got super big nationally, uh, just being a cool person who was just preying on him. Like, why are you mad about that? Like, why do you care? Like, why do I even care that you care? I, I just, I mean, it's this. We care too much about things that don't matter. We think our thoughts and feelings actually matter. And outside of our close circles, they don't. Like, they don't. Like, I enjoy this podcast because it, it's fun and it allows me to get stuff off my chest and put out my perspective and people listen to it. Despite my, what you might hear on sneak this and on Snapchat, but people listen to it. But guess what? That shit don't matter. It don't matter. We think so much that we do matters. It don't. I was telling the wife the other day. I was like, you know, sometimes you think you matter more than you do. She gave me the, yeah, she gave me the, 
How dare you say that to me? And I go, no, I'm just, bro, I'm just being honest. I tell the truth. We as people think that we are way more significant than we truly are. And it's kind of sick. It's kind of nasty. But it's the reality that we live in. And, out, and like these fans who get upset, like I saw a clip of Michael Rappaport going off on KD on Charlemagne the God show that I'll never watch. And he's just saying all of this stuff's off as a superstar I've ever known, this, that, and the blah, 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 who cares what you think? It doesn't really matter. What does it do? For, like, what does it do for KD's life? Nothing. What does it do for your life? What does it change for what happens on the game? Oh, huh? yeah, it doesn't. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Huh? Keep it moving, huh? But the anxiety that that young man now has, that he had, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we're better at understanding people's mental health issues today. We're better at putting words to feelings. And the fact that this guy goes from a free-flowing football player, that's what he's dedicated his life to, but then some creep decides to invade his life and he's not properly equipped to deal with that, and now he can't even do what he loves the way he wants to like just imagine something that's so natural to you something that's so natural to you now you got to think about how to do it and think about how that makes you feel not only are you thinking about doing something that comes natural you're thinking about the fact that you got to think about doing something that comes natural to you so then you just psyched yourself out even more it's like bro why am i even thinking about this this is supposed to be easy i see guard pool feel right there It's like, hold on, the guard's pulling. Should I feel there or do I need a slow play? Oh, God, I missed the tackle. But that's what happens. And that's why I say adversity is very important for young people early. Why? Because you, you, you learn to deal with adversity. And hopefully you learn to deal with adversity before it's public, right? You learn to deal with adversity before you're set in your ways. You learn to deal with adversity before, you know, you have, you, you build a confidence based on your ability to deal with adversity instead of dealing, uh, building a confidence based on the lack of adversity that you've had to deal with. Because when you build that confidence based on the adversity that you've actually dealt with, bro, you don't even be worried about stuff like that. Like you, you, you don't be worried about as much stuff because you go, oh, I've been through this. I've done that. This doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? You have a different level of confidence. But when you build a certain confidence from a lack of adversity, when you actually deal with adversity, you tend to crumble. Spoken from experience. I've been on both sides of it. And I understand that, hey, man, (laughs) you're confident until you ain't. And when you ain't and you start thinking, you don't act. And when you don't act, nothing gets done. And when nothing gets done, next and the people making decisions don't give a damn about the why. Even if the why makes perfect sense. And that's unfortunate for Mantiteo because the why makes so much sense. But we find out about it almost 10 years later. When his football career is over. And it's just a sad story. And I hope everybody goes and watches it. And it opens your eyes to an unfortunate happening to what seems to be a great human being. But I will say he was simping. He was simping.
But with his simping, he was dealing with a what at that time a man, but now a lady with some pimping. Some pimping. I mean sick, twisted, manipulative. Uh, no remorse. Yeah, it was disgusting. I don't even want to say her name. She whose name we shall not say. Talked about how she would reach out to different people, build these relationships, then dead them. Once it came to like, hey, bro, I got to see you. Dead them. But Manti was different. Manti was the one. See, what happened was she thought she was going to be able to turn Manti out. Eventually, she thought that if I just put this, if I just keep doing this and, and, and building this up, we could be something. Yeah, we could be something. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She is crazy. <laughs> She's a nut. She's a loon. <laughs> and I told y'all, we're going to tell the truth today. Because <laughs> when I was listening to her, I was like, bro, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, I helped Manti through this. I helped Manti through that. You know, I was there for him when he wasn't focused. I got him back focused. Yeah, he has anxiety because of you now. And he was a lesser football player in the long run because of you. And at the end, she capped it off with, you know, I feel bad for what I did. I did some terrible things, you know, but at the same time, I did find myself. And it gave me the strength and the confidence to become the woman that I always knew that I was. At his expense. Now, look here. Let me tell you something. I don't care if a human being wants to transition. I could give a damn less. It doesn't affect me. That's just my wife. Then we got a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but other than that, it doesn't affect me. Do what you do. Make yourself happy, okay? But when you are doing that at the expense of someone else and you see the trauma that that person has and you see what, like, I mean, faking a death, faking leukemia, coming back from the death, like, you talk about a sociopath. That shit should be illegal. And I'm not one to just call people to get locked up, but yes, I am. Uh, but lock her up. What that young lady did to that man was criminal. Absolutely criminal. It was vile. It was disgusting. And then to sit on the dock and have little to no remorse for those actions. Bro, what? You are sick. You are sick. And and shout out to Manti for 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 I'm stuttering on purpose. Now four 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 forgiving her. Cause boy, it really it's sick. Hopefully she received the help that she needs, man. Cause I mean, talk about call the therapist, get the shrink involved, you know, institutionalize all that pills and potions. Yeah. 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 Uh, Eastern and Western medicine, traditional and non-traditional. Yeah. Holistic. Yeah. 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 And, and, and yeah, yeah. That's what you need. She needs it all. Cause she's sick and it's sick. What she did is nasty. And to not even have remorse after you ruin someone's life on an international level. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Now, 
the way it all came out was through Deadspin. And Deadspin tried to spin the narrative, but that died. Got to tell the truth, right? Got to tell the truth. Deadspin it puts out the article claiming that Manti's dead girlfriend is a fraud. And the point of the article, they say, was to expose the media for not fact-checking. Well, let me tell you something. When you try to expose the media to the media, you ain't going to get the results you want. That's like telling the Instagram baddie to take a picture without a filter. That's like telling one of these baddies to go out with no makeup on. That's like trying to tell one of these baddies that they don't need a BBL, uh, a tummy tuck, and some new boobs. That's like telling one of these baddies that they ain't got to put no uh, eyelashes on. That's like telling one of these baddies that they ain't got to get their hair done. That's like telling one of these baddies they ain't got to get their feet done. It's like telling one of these baddies that they got to pay for their meal. <laughs> Why would you tell somebody to do something that's going to hurt them? Because <laughs> oh. all the media did was, right, they took the narrative, they took the story, and they go, oh, man, that's a fraud. Nah, we're frauds because... We kept reporting news that we didn't verify and fact check. Worldwide leader, <laughs> Sports Illustrated, you know. God forbid our esteemed, our esteemed media personalities uh, don't do their work. I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all these false gods, these idols that y'all worship, they don't do the work. Not enough time in the day. They work. Too, they, they, they're doing too much other stuff to actually do the work work. Hard work, work. They want to break the story instead of making sure that the story don't break, you know? <laughs> that's what's happening out here. And that's what BuzzFeed, uh, Buzz, excuse me, Deadspin went, went, went to do, uh, tried to do. And I don't blame them. You know, I, I just wish it would have gotten the attention that it deserved because you got the media out here saying, well, is he complicit in this? Well, his family complicit? Or, well, 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 where's Notre Dame up? Is he gay? Oh, bro, you got catfish. And if he was gay, who cares? Like, I understand you want to know if he's complicit because he got Heisman votes, you know, all of that stuff as a defensive player became this national story. But you would know the details of this if you would have just done the homework. If you would have just typed in the girl's names and looked for a death certificate or reached out to see where she was buried at. Oh, my God. Not basic journalism work. Oh, God. Not basic, basic research. But no, unfortunately, no no one really got the dead spin side of it because the story was so salacious that everybody ran with the story and they pivoted, pivoted, and they just spun the narrative out of whack. But what do you expect? It's the media. All right, man. Let's get the bro up. All right, let me let me pull out Instagram because I think bro, bro what? It's gonna be a funny segment today. Or right, if it's not funny for y'all, it's it's funny for me. And uh, that's how this podcast works. Like if I find it funny, then it's funny. And if you don't find it funny, 
drop a comment. Let me know so that I can make things funny for you. So first one, Demi Lovato. You know, she just is the gift that keeps on giving. The dunce that keeps on dumbing. Here we go. I had a lot of survivor's guilt after my overdose. And um, because there was, you know, right after that, Mac Miller died. And I it just put everything into perspective for me of like that that could have been you, that almost was you. And how are you going to how are you gonna live your life now? Um and it was it was really it affected All right, man. Cameron say it this. Niggas die every day, B. And I don't say that to be insensitive. I say that people die daily. And when it's your time, unfortunately, it's your time. And a lot of us on earth may not agree with that. Um, but nonetheless, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. So I believe that God does not make mistakes, even when he makes decisions or allows things to happen that I don't agree with. But for you to have survivor's guilt, because somebody who's also famous that you may have known, like, died from not just an OD, because it's not your typical OD. His drugs were laced with fentanyl. Um, and that's something that was out of his control, not even about the amount that he used, but the fact that he it was laced with fentanyl. And you feel bad about living because of that? Why don't you be happy about the fact that you've changed your life around, you're clean, and uh, you're moving forward? I understand being sorry that you lost somebody, but Demi, you're in the you you, you speak so much, and I don't even know if you still make music or do anything uh, else productive besides just get out here and say clout chasey like things, bro. What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Stop it! Stop it! The clout ain't that serious. Another thing, when you meet his friend group and he's not the leader. Let's stand, let's stand, let's stand, let's stand, let's stand. Man, what are y'all talking, bro? What? He's not the leader. What you? What you think we playing? Follow the leader over here? And maybe this is something that's happening in young crews. I don't know. I'm thirty. My friends in my age bracket and up. Okay, and ain't no leader. We're a group of people who are comfortable in our skin, comfortable as the people that we are, and we lead our lives accordingly. That's that's what it is. Like this whole idea. Well, he ain't the leader, so I can't. Is he? Is he cool? Does he satisfy you? Is he the personality type that you want? Does he lead you? If that's what you're looking for, is he a punk? Is he a pushover? Like, man, y'all out here making these fake qualifications, bro. Just go ahead and say this: you don't want him. He ain't the one for you. You want his friend. Just say that. Don't 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 cover the well. Well, he ain't the leader, so he can't be my man, bro. What are you talking about? Then I saw this pastor, and I know this is probably a week or two old. I don't care. I didn't talk about it. So I'm gonna talk about it now. I know poor, bro, busted and disgusted. Here we go. See, that's how I know you still poor, bro, busted and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. 
I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. Come on. I ain't worth your Prada. Come on. I'm not worth your Gucci. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon it's not with respect of want. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. We even found out that Mavado. Is that a panhandling preacher? <coughs> a panhandling preacher. Now you spoke the, the Bible say you're supposed to give your 10%. Now I, I give them what I give them because I, I don't trust them because of people like him. The panhandling preacher over here telling folks that uh I'm not worth your this. I'm broke busting his butt. Man, who how you gonna call me broken ass for my money? Bro, what are you talking about? Like how how can you call me broke? But you begging for my money. I'm not worth your this. Well, obviously not because you ain't getting it. And maybe you should focus less on what the people are giving you and you give them what they need, right? Because you're supposed to be guiding them towards eternal life. I'm so tired of you church folks. I'm so sick and tired of you church folks using God as an excuse to be a piece of shit. You know what? Step away from the church. Own who you are and, and, and leave the church out of this. Leave God out of this. Because the problem is, is that you, you turn people like me who grew up in the church to somebody who don't want to go back in the church. It ain't got nothing to do with God. It's all about your church, folks. It's all about your church, folks. And man, it gets exhausting just being up there, sitting around y'all church, folks. Just y'all turn your church nose up at folks who don't live the life that you live uh, because they, they, they choose different sins. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, 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 and then some of y'all, and, and you hear him in there saying, yes, uh, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, preach, preacher, all that, bro. Y'all worshiping the church. Y'all worshiping the church. Y'all ain't worshiping the God. You're supposed to be here for God, the God, you know. And y'all over here, y'all worshiping him. Y'all think I'm supposed to? Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm going to be broke, busted, and disgusted because you ain't worth my red the money, nigga. Next, man, I saw this post. It was a post of Quavo next to Jeff Bezos, and it was like, you should strive to be rich, not look rich. I loved it, baby! I loved it, baby! Quavo's rich. He's not as rich as Jeff Bezos, but it has nothing to do with the way he presents himself. It has everything to do with the skill sets that they possess and the time and effort that they put into their business ventures, okay? Um... And also, they're at different places in their career. Uh, like, you see the picture of Jay-Z where he used to have the jewelry and stuff on, and now he doesn't, but he's richer. Yeah, but Jay-Z also has, like, multi-million dollar paintings on his wall. Some would say, like, what are you doing with that? It's a waste of money. I know it's a way to clean your money. And, uh, you know, so, it, it, it yeah, I, I, know, I know the art game. But the point that I'm making is, when it's your money, spend it how you see fit. Don't let these people on the internet who don't have any money tell you what to do with your money. That's crazy. Like that is crazy. If I want to be iced out, you know what? I'm gonna be iced out because guess what? Those that ice is still has value. I can still bust it down and, and and get paid for it. I can bust it down and sell it. Like, come on now. There's still assets. Diamonds still cost money. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Blowing your money on clothes and shoes and design and all that stuff, it may not be the smartest thing in the world, but everybody doesn't make smart decisions all the time. And if that's what they choose to do, that's on them, man.
Let's just tell the truth about it. Some of us ain't never been flashy before. We ain't never been at, we ain't never had it. So we want to show that we got it. And as long as we still got it, who cares if we show it? But I know y'all care about that. You know, I saw this sick uh, uh, post, and I thought it was the stupidest thing I've read in a very long time. I mean, it was just absolutely stupid. And it said America's a third world country in the Gucci belt. And I just want to say, shut the fuck up. Like, to the person who posted it, somebody I know, I told him, like, that's the stupidest thing that I've, like, read in a very long time. And people who believe that America's a third world country in the Gucci belt, you're, you're stupid. Now, are there issues in America? Yes. Is there some, uh, you know, corruption here? Yes, sure. Is there propaganda here? Yeah. Yes, sure. But the, the life that you get to live, especially some of these people I see, you know, these college graduates with these adult jobs who still get to live at home with their parents. So they get to pocket a lot of money and vacations. They get to go three or four a year. I go, hold on. You calling this a third world country? Go go check and see how they're treating women in Afghanistan right now. Go check and see how they've been treating women in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, go go see what happens in like a real deal third world country where where the the crime bosses actually run it. You know, here in America we feel like they run it, but it's a little different when they actually run it. When when the police come. They go, oh, and the police turn away. You know what I mean? Like, imagine not being able to go to school. Imagine not being able to get a job. Imagine, you know, being subject to sexual assault, uh, rape, and and there's no steps to getting it resolved. You know, I ain't going to sit here and say it's perfect now. It's not perfect. A lot of men get away with a lot of creepy stuff, but there is a process in place where you have a chance. Imagine not having a chance. Imagine not knowing where your next meal is coming from. Imagine not knowing the means to, again, imagine not having a chance. Imagine not having a school system that can set you up to go to a university or equip you with a set of skills to start your own business or or go work for an established company. You know what I mean? Or actually be able to be involved in government. Imagine that. Imagine not having a free internet, which is getting less and less free with the way the algorithms are working. But imagine not being able to get on the internet and post what you want to post and find what you want to find. Imagine that not being there. Do we have our flaws? Hell yes. But to call us a third world country, man, bro, what are you talking about? Shut up. That's just so dismissive of those who are in third world countries or those who have risen from third world countries. Sorry, it hits home. Shut up. Kanye, why are you putting your, your gap clothes in trash bags, bro? Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> Into the Catholic Church. Y'all gonna investigate these nuns who got pregnant over in Africa. <laughs> but y'all won't investigate these boys and, and these priests and, and what they're doing to them, huh? Yeah. You investigate the women who I'm pretty sure had um, consensual sex and they just got caught by getting pregnant. But you're not doing anything about your priest problem and the way they touch little boys and take advantage of little boys and they have sex with little boys against their own will. What's wrong with y'all church folks, man? Y'all worried about the wrong thing? And lastly, this lab, bro, what? 
I, I saw this like as I was prepping for the show. UC Berkeley off-campus student housing bans white people from common areas. I mean, it's off-campus housing. They can do whatever they want because they're not associated with the school. It's a private business. I know that gets fishy sometimes, but, you know, let's read. POC house guest rules. House members and rules should always be respected by all guests. Make sure your guests understand our house values and uphold the theme of the house as you're responsible for their behavior. Many people of color, remember, many POC members moved here to be able to avoid white violence and presence to respect their decisions of avoidance. If you bring white guests, so people of color. Okay. You know, they, this was, this place was built to be a safe place or meant to be a safe place away from the whites. Got it. Oh boy. I accidentally uh, clicked out of it, so we're back here. Okay, guest limit and math. Guest limit per house is guest limit per house member is five guests. All guests must wear masks in common spaces. Always announce guests in the guest chat if they will be in common spaces with you, and if they are white. Guests are allowed in common spaces, but please be mindful if there are house members in the room beforehand. White guests are not allowed in common spaces. See intro. Do not leave guests alone in common spaces to avoid house members assuming it's a stranger and alerting the house, alerting the house chat. Avoid bringing parents slash family members that express bigotry. Queer, black, and indigenous members should not have to avoid common spaces because of homophobic or racist parents slash family members. Be conscious of the amount of noise you and your guests are making in the common spaces or in your room. Our house walls are very thin and we have quiet hours from 10 p.m. to 9 a.m. on weekdays, 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. on weekends. Let's just go ahead. Well, let me tell you, I don't even want to hear anybody else's commentary on that because that is a bunch of racist bullshit. Everything that that safe space is trying to create, bro, what? You're not a safe space anymore. You are creating these you are creating these parameters based on assumptions that exist from your lack of exposure of people who are different from you and think different from you. Now, this idea that we always have to put our beliefs on our chest, I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the thing about Superman was, right, Clark Kent went to work every day and he wore a suit and he had a Superman suit up under his suit, which is where most of our beliefs should lie underneath our suit because we should be able to function as a people go out have a conversation hang out in the common area for god's sake uh, who can't hang out in a common area without having a, a conversation about their personal beliefs let's just talk about the weather let's talk about what we're doing this weekend let's talk about oh happy our families here you know every conversation doesn't have to be that deep you know you can let's just tell the truth here right let's tell the truth people lie <laughs> let's tell the truth we don't always have to express our truths and that doesn't mean we're not telling the truth it means that i don't have to give my political thoughts on this i don't have to give my thoughts on the lgbtq plus community i don't have to give my thoughts on race relations right i don't have to give my thoughts on 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 uh male female dynamics in this country right now i don't have to do that I don't have to volunteer that. And guess what? We can be truthful. We can have a great conversation and none of that stuff comes up. 
instead of trying to uh, uh, ban people, why don't you embrace those people who think differently from you and actually educate them? Because when you avoid them, they, they're never going to change. Because when you say, hey, you can't come here because you're this way, they're never going to look to the way you think. They're never going to try to embrace you. And I understand with it being a home, you want to create a safe space for people in their home. But call me Hoppin' Bob. Call me Uncle Ruckus. Call me Uncle Tom. But the shit that y'all doing right there, that doesn't address the problem. That doesn't solve the problem. I think it's bullshit. I think it's stupid. Like, what are you what are you doing here? Come on, man. Like, bro, what? Okay, last two topics, man. Um, was watching Bill Maher, and they were talking about open primaries because a couple states have them. And you guys know I come on here and I complain about the two-party system a lot because it's very polarizing, and in order to win, oftentimes the parties go to the extremes. But maybe open primaries is a way that the two-party system gets uh, 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 awakened. You know, it gets uh, we have a renaissance of a, a legitimate two-party system, right? Because with the open primary is the top, the top two vote getters, they get the opportunity to compete in the national election, right? So instead of you having to beat out the people in your party. Uh, you, you're trying to you're competing against everybody the entire time, and that right there creates a space for a lot more um, moderate views. Okay, it it, it it makes you for one, you got to stick out amongst the group, but at the same time, you get to be more true to yourself and more true to the people, and you're not making people ch uh, choose the best of the worst. Right? You actually get uh, people are allowed to choose who they want, and yeah, there's some. There's it's it's weird because you could have a strong Democrat sector tear each other apart or a strong Republican sector tear each other apart. And maybe that's where you have tears. Right. Just like for major awards, and, 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 you know, in sports, you, you vote for first place, second place, third place and so on. So maybe you rank each each um, each candidate. Right. You rank each candidate and that's where the points come from. And if. And if you do that, I think that you still get the the sentiment of the district, right? And maybe if there's somehow votes get split and you, you got heavy, heavy right and you had a high percentage of, of left votes, there's some clause in there, you know, where you get a third person from that party on the on, on the on the ballot, right? Or maybe instead of the top two, you take the top three just because of those types of instances. I don't really know what that is supposed to look like, but I have an idea, I have an idea of what it could look like, and I think that uh, it's something that should definitely be looked at, like definitely should be looked at. Uh, I, I like the idea of open primaries. I'm going to do some more research into them and see if it's something that's feasible, and if so, I'm going to just talk about it, and I think there's something we should look at, and if, if it makes sense, we should push it on our, on our uh, politicians. Uh, lastly, let me close out with Afghanistan. And I've been doing a lot of homework on Afghanistan. And it's really opened my eyes to why Afghanistan has been such a hot issue. And it's interesting that it's come back after a year of us leaving Afghanistan. Let me start with most of what I hear 
from people who don't do research on Afghanistan is stupid. Uh, secondly, I think this is a very complex um, issue. I think that, you know, Afghanistan was built to fight, not necessarily, not necessarily built to govern because they've been fighting for so long and there have been so many different groups trying to govern the country for so long that the people there are better fighters than, than legislators, just the nature of it. But I also think that the United States of America is the country is like the woman who thinks that they can change that man. And we see that in various uh, iterations, but Afghanistan was a prime example of it. It's like, oh, no, we can change them. We can't. And what I don't like, and, and really what brought this up was listening to John Oliver and him doing all this virtue signaling of why we should, as American citizens, do all this stuff for Afghanistan. I'm like, well, we're no longer there. And if we don't want to recognize the Taliban who's running the country, why would we send more resources there? You know, um, I hate it for the people who are there. But if you really want to make the political play, you either go back, you get rid of the Taliban, it, you, you create industry, uh, kind of like China does in different countries, right? They create industries for... Um, for the country that the country can't afford. So once they default, they, they they bring in their Chinese people to run it. And now you have a little leverage, a bit of leverage over the country to become part of that country and to control, you know, uh, your ports and stuff. Right. Or maybe we let it implode. And it's unfortunate for the people, but for the leverage that you actually want over the Taliban or, you know, maybe that pushes the Taliban out because the country actually folds, you know. I don't know, but I, I just think that trying to guilt Americans into supporting a country that we've put millions of dollars, billions of dollars into and 20 plus years into when we have issues here at home that are not being properly addressed, when, you know, we allow our decision makers to make decisions and once they make those decisions, say, hey, we're done here, we go, OK, this is not an American problem, this is a them problem. Because I can imagine that there are Americans who are impoverished who could use those same resources that we would send elsewhere to help them out, right? Because if you know anything about, you know, humanitarian aid, humanitarian aid, it works for natural disasters, right? Because that's temporary. But humanitarian aid doesn't work when you're dealing with somebody who's dealing with a uh, a non-functional government, right? A government who's not taking care of the people. It doesn't, it's not going to work because it's not sustainable. You have to come with, up with sustainable solutions. And if there's no long-term sustainable solution, all we're going to do is we're going to provide some humanitarian aid that may or may not get to the people. You don't know. So I say that to say that, man, Afghanistan is super complex. It's super interesting. Um, and I find it interesting that we pick and choose, you know, the groups and countries that we like to talk bad about their human rights, right? You know? We denounce uh, the way that Saudi Arabia treats their people, but we still do business with them, right? Uh, we denounce, you know, the way that China treats their people and, and Taiwan and all of that stuff. But then Nancy Pelosi gets shunned for going to Taiwan, and LeBron has to tell Daryl Moore he doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the NBA and all of that stuff, right? So take all of that stuff, take all of that into consideration, man. Please take that into consideration when you're thinking about um, 
your foreign policy views. And let's not just virtue signal, man. Let's let's give real analysis. Let's educate our people and let's let allow our people to make the decisions that are best for them and not try to push them to make a decision. Provide information. You don't always have to have a slant to it, okay? Hope you all enjoyed this podcast, man. It was great. Hey, you're going to hear more ads on the podcast now because, yeah, bro, it is what it is. <laughs> Y'all know why I'm here. <laughs> big baby out. I love you,